Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Tech Files. We made it to episode three. Look at that. We're, we're, we're actually doing this. This is fun. We have made it to episode three. Can't deny it. Uh, yeah. So Tech Files, the tech podcast that we've created. Um, you know, who are we? I'm Jake Durr. I'm Liam Jewer. That's him. That's this is me. We're having fun. We're going to talk tech like we like to do in this podcast because why not? Tech's pretty great. I mean, it's it's the future of our world if you like it or not. So if you're afraid of tech, I don't think you're going to survive. I'll be honest. Sorry to say. <laughs> um, tech, but we're covering all things tech. Uh, we've covered what we've covered in the last couple episodes. Um, what did Co- we cover? We covered the, the new iPhones in episode one, uh, as well as that? just kind of describing our backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, then last episode, we talked about the new Jabras, the... What else did we talk about last episode? <laughs> um, so I don't know. Not the point. If oh, the, you want to oh, check oh, it oh, out, you the can. Raspberry Pi. Raspberry Pi uh, 400. 400. And the, the Corsair headset. The new Corsair HS70 headset, which is kind of a game changer, if that applies to you. Yep. Console gamers in particular. Uh, that's the past episode. This is this episode. So speaking of gaming, we're dumb, dumping, diving into a topic in regards to PC specifically. And not just gamers, but gaming is a very big part of this. Um, I would say one of but, two main uses for this product. Yeah. yeah. And that's GPUs. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about the new GPUs. Really, really. Okay. We're, we're talking about four GPUs here. Two major game playing companies, um, and that's NVIDIA and AMD. Two major competitors. Mm-hmm. One's had a little bit more history. Success, bigger stories, and then we got AMD kind of coming in here, and they've had some success, times in other products. Yeah, but they're entering into a new generation of gaming, and that is ray tracing. Ray tracing has uh, been a huge thing in the gaming industry. Um, it really, it's just it makes everything look better. You know, more real realistic shadows. Um, proper sunlight reflections, um, an entirely new technology. Um, and, and that's going to actually be a really key term in this, is technology and how these companies are doing it when it comes to how these GPUs compare against each other. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. So starting off with the, the lower level GPUs out of these four, um, it's basically the RTX 3070 versus the AMD RX 6800. Mm-hmm. Now, these GPUs are actually kind of really interesting because unlike the their I guess older brothers, yeah, the the, the more top of the line GPUs, these guys are the the more consumer friendly, but they also have an eighty dollar price difference between the two versus um. The other ones are a little more closer. And, and that plays a big role here. 
looking at raw specs of this thing, um, I mean, right away, the clock speeds on AMD's RX 6800 is higher, both in just the base clock and the boost clock. Yeah. Uh, speeds over the 3070, slightly lower. And, and also right away, the, the RX 6800 is looking at a much higher memory of 16 gigs of GDDR6 memory compared to the RTX 3070, which is only at 8 gigs. Now, comparing that to previous-gen GPUs, 8 gigs is, is pretty standard, I guess, now. Yeah. Um, the 6 gigs up to the 2080 Ti, which is a 12 gig, or an 11 gig, sorry. This is kind of standard. Um, 6800 is boosting up to 16 gigs. But, I mean, again, almost a $100 price difference. Mm-hmm. So there is difference, uh, and then and then just uh, wattage usage also slightly higher. Um, the thing is, though, you would think all these higher specs, a little bit more money, it's going to perform better. But unfortunately, that is not entirely the case, and and, and there is a really obvious good reason for it. Just looking at raw frame rates and stuff, um, the RTX 3070 does slightly pull ahead on average frame rates on games. Now, I obviously can't give you a number of an average frame rate because every game is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but big name title games, usually you see a couple FPS improvements. A couple. Not a whole lot, but a couple. And this, keep in mind, this is a card that is $100 cheaper. It's showing better performance. And sometimes those those couple extra FPS is noticeable. Yeah, N- not always, but sometimes especially if you're dipping you can p- dipping it. past between like sixty FPS. If you're dropping down to fifty eight, yeah, dropping up to sixty two, that does just because you know that sixty FPS is kind of some of the standards in these games, and you know sixty hertz monitors, it mm-hmm. is quite noticeable there. So mm-hmm. this card. The 6800 is kind of being beat by 3070, and it's a lot cheaper. So the 6800 is a great card. It has great specs, but a little too high of a price point, I think. Yeah, Fortunately, I would agree with you there. Fortunately, the $580 that they're charging versus NVIDIA's $499 is a difference. Now... The other question is, why does this necessarily happen? And this is the same going to go with the other GPUs, the higher-end GPUs. Um, and, and it comes down to ray tracing, one, is a factor. Mm-hmm. This is AMD's first look at a ray tracing card. In the past, AMD's you know had some success with cars, but they've kind of fallen off a bit, haven't been the greatest. Um, yeah. In some cases, more than others, it's shined. Uh, but when it comes to this, NVIDIA's kind of dominated, especially over the last couple of years, uh, with the, you know, the higher-end 1080 series, with the release of the 20 series um, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. NVIDIA dominated the battleground with it. Um, and this is AMD's rise to, to get in here and, and do something about it. Yeah, and um, we, we've also seen AMD rise in the CPU um, industry, too. Uh, the, that, like, they've been comparable with intel lately and so amd is really coming up in the world but Mm -hmm. i think 
I think they have a little bit of a disadvantage because they are so big in the CPUs as well as the GPUs. So they're they're kind of doing two things, whereas NVIDIA is, I would say, more focused into their, their GPUs than the other yeah. products that they have. And like Intel, I guess, would have an advantage in the CPU industry because they have have more focus on their yeah. CPUs, if that makes sense. Yeah. And a big part of that comes with ray tracing the history that they have. AMD's only, this is their first card, their first yeah. lineup. And unfortunately, you can't really compare the two ray tracings together just because they, they use an entirely different architecture. Right. Um, and different ways, um, you know, the GPU cores in the AMD series are using these stream processors, whereas NVIDIA is using CUDA cores. They're two entirely mm-hmm. different numbers, and, and really just because one number is greater than the other, you can't really do much about. But this is NVIDIA's second attempt at ray tracing, and they've already right. had a number of years to kind of work on their first version and, and improve it. And there's been some big improvements from the 20 series cards to the 30 series cards that you know are just next level and unfortunately because AMD doesn't have that history and yeah. they can't they, this is their first go at it you know in a way you're kind of comparing two different generations uh but i mean and i mean nvidia's kind of been ahead of the game for a while like they uh have pretty much been at the start of the game since modern gpus have been mm-hmm. a thing like they have been dominating since the beginning so they definitely have an advantage because they can just build off of that momentum that they have going whereas amd kind of has to try and build that momentum and catch up with them yeah yeah and uh that that is yeah i mean i mean you're right uh the other thing about these things too temperature wise uh the 6800 and this applies to the uh, 6800 XT, which we'll talk about in a, uh, in a minute here, um, is they are also a lot quieter than the NVIDIA. Now, not a lot, but quieter. And in terms of the 6800 versus the 3070, is two degrees colder. Yeah, so you're running slightly running, cooler. Running which, games. in your case of in your pc case uh even that two degrees can even raise your cpu temperatures just because it's all in that enclosed environment Mm -hmm. or like just the overall temperature your pc is affected by even the slight difference in degrees uh and that can affect performance yeah and i mean when it comes down to these two gpus i i think the 3070 at the current Case kind of takes the cake in really yeah all of it. There are some games that the that AMD definitely does shine a little better. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, this is average framer, especially uh, Dirt Five AMD for for whatever reason. Like you just get way higher frame rates using their cards versus Nvidia. Uh, but but overall across other major titles, yeah, like you were saying, Nvidia's. they are different architectures. So if one game utilizes the AMD architectures better than the NVIDIA architectures, it's going to run better. Uh, and I think that can give you an advantage in different games. Um, 
but you have to look at it overall, I feel, because realistically, you're not only playing one game. You shouldn't be buying your GPU just so that you're better in a single game because you just want to be like more performance overall rather than yeah. only in specific games. Uh, so moving up to their older brothers, bigger brothers, whatever, I guess not old. I guess bigger brothers really the word, not older. So coming out at the You're same time. Last year. Coming at the same time. The big bro, the more expensive, the little more pricier, 6,800 XT and this 3080. Mm-hmm. About a $50 price difference, um, looking about 650 and $700. Um, the NVIDIA RTX 3080 being the higher price one in this case. Um, mm-hmm. We're kind of seeing the same thing. Higher base specs, higher boost clock specs, more memory. We're seeing this again in in the other cards. Um, Sixty eight hundred has a little bit less power usage, uh, which is good. But I mean, they're both being kind of recommended for a five fifty six hundred watt power supply. Yeah, uh, which, which is you know decently standard. Um, but again, we're seeing pretty much the same results. Nvidia has or Nvidia has the the slightly lower specs, but their performance. Is still higher in the average FPS category across title games. Slightly better frames, not a whole lot. Slightly better. Mm-hmm. In this case, the 3080 actually runs slightly cooler, as opposed to the 6800. Um, of course, does use a little more power though. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But the difference is there's only fifty dollar difference and. The $50 to get the little more extra performance and a little bit more extra frames, is that worth it? That's really up to the people that are buying. Yeah, and I, I just want to mention something. Uh, like I'm seeing a kind of a pattern with AMD uh, where their, their CPUs also technically have higher specs than Intel CPUs sometimes. Uh, like their, their core count is higher. And their uh, like thread count is also higher, but they're still not performing as high. Uh, and we're seeing that in these GPUs as well, where they have more memory, but they're performing uh, like around the same or lower than the NVIDIA yeah. cards. So what that means, I'm not entirely sure. I just wanted to point out that kind of pattern that I was sensing with AMD. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That is a new thing. The other thing I want to mention with these cards is also talk about going to buy one. Most of these cards are out of stock, kind of everywhere, um, due to you know release and COVID and all that. It's kind of kind of hard to get them, anyways. So when when it comes down to which one you want to buy, if you're looking in that that market, half the time it just comes down to whatever one you have access to and can actually get. That's true. The, the other the, thing I want to talk about with the AMD cards, I don't know if you know this, uh, but they've come out with a new technology for utilizing a AMD Ryzen CPU of the 5000 series and a graphics card of the 6000 series hmm. of basically running together in what they call smart access memory, where they basically... You know, it use their powers together and make a, a boost in performance. 
Now, I can definitely see that being an advantage uh, in just the fact that you're getting your, well, I guess processing unit, uh, your central processing unit and your graphics processing unit from the same company, and their architectures are going to intertwine really well because mm -hmm. it's the same company. They're going to be able to, or they're going to want to make their, I guess, ecosystem work well. It's kind of like an Apple thing where Apple's ecosystem works really well together, uh, but when you bring in other products, they might not work as well with Apple products. You could think of that the same way with like this new kind of AMD ecosystem that they're introducing with these cards, where if you have their CPUs and their GPUs, you're going to be having better communication between them, uh, and that could get you better performance. Yeah. So I, AMD kind of promotes a up to 11% extra performance across select titles. A little bit more frame rate. Um, from what we've seen real-world benchmark tests so far, right now, being honest, it's been next to nothing. There's mm -hmm. been a... In a lot of cases, there's been really no increase. And in some cases, there's been a slight one frame, maybe two frame increase. Mm -hmm. So right now, it's not the greatest. It's kind of really nothing with this new smart access memory on. But mm -hmm. I, I think the idea is there. And I think it'll improve over time as any real ecosystem does. But yeah, it's definitely something that will be able to improve over time and work better when it gets developed further and further. Yeah. So, I mean, that's these new graphics cards. They're both, all four of them are kind of close. Uh, if, if you want to look into them a little more, there are plenty of sources online looking into them. Again, if you're trying to buy one, I guess good luck kind of getting your hands on it, uh, mm -hmm. wherever you may be. We haven't even covered the higher-end series for those intense gamers and people that are needing these graphics cards for other reasons of the uh the higher end amd and the 3090 that also released mm -hmm. alongside the other cards but i mean that's these ones yeah that's the info that's kind of what we think on them i i think nvidia still is kind of the, the clear winner just in terms of price and what you're getting in both categories but AMD's coming up there. Yeah. I think, I think, you I think it's important to kind of keep an eye on AMD as they are coming up in both the GPU and the CPU world. Now, we could mm -hmm. see in maybe not this generation, maybe not next generation, but possibly like the generation after that, we could see AMD possibly even pulling ahead of these other companies being like Intel and uh, NVIDIA. Yeah. So anyways, let's move on over into the topic of phones. And we've covered this kind of briefly with the Apple, and this is kind of piggybacking off of that. Yeah. Uh, the, the topic, and this is a, a big thing over in the world right now, uh, and, and it's, again, going to carry on the future, um, and that's 5G. 5G yeah. is the big next upcoming thing. Any flagship phone really released this year, uh, kind of ended last year, too. Pretty much phones going forward are all going to be coming equipped with 5G. Yeah, I believe we, we briefly mentioned it with the iPhones, but I don't think we really went into depth. And that's what we're going to do today is we're going to kind of talk more about 5G 
and kind of what it is, what what we can expect from it, the mm-hmm. advancements that are involved with it, and all all that. Yeah. So five G is kind of, I mean, it's kind of been a controversial topic. It's you know mm-hmm. some there are theories that this whole COVID thing started because of it. I don't really know. Uh, conspiracy why. theories are kind of crazy uh, sometimes, but. I mean, here we are with 5G uh, on cellular networks. And the the last jump we saw was from 3G to the 4G LTE. Uh, mm-hmm. And we saw some really big improvements on that network and getting some much higher right. speeds than what we were getting. I think about the average kind of 4G network you're getting about right now anywhere is kind of from like 50 megabytes to 100 mm-hmm. per second kind of average um, in any location. Um, and obviously over these years, the 4G towers have slowly keep coming up to improve it. Uh, but now we're looking at the 5G, which is showing a even bigger jump uh, mm-hmm. into it, where in some select locations, you know, we're getting upwards of, you know, one to two mega, uh, not megabits, one to two gigabits per second, which is just insane. Um, but yeah. The, the thing is, is it's still so new is that if you're looking to get those speeds, it's kind of rare in a way. Mm-hmm. They're only available in select locations where you're really close to a 5G tower and mm-hmm. then you can get those really high speeds. Looking at the kind of three major competitors for 5G in the United States for uh, carriers is Verizon, T-Mobile, and AT&T. Mm-hmm. These Which three, they've been the uh, kind of top competitors of just networking in general in in the mm-hmm. U.S. Uh, and we we know these names; they're they're recognizable. They've been around for a while, but uh, now they're being kind of like the top in the five G networking area. Yeah. So when it comes to five G, um, and now Apple is kind of partnered itself, not really partnered, but connected a lot with Verizon on this. And Verizon's become a real top dog in the 5G industry in the United States. Yeah. They are, have their ultra-wideband technology, um, which is, you know, putting out the crazy speeds of up to, you know, I think on average, really, it's like 1.5 gigabits a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are speeds that you just don't really see yet. And I say yet with T-Mobile and AT&T. From the various tests I've seen around the internet, Verizon's really the one that shows the high speeds and T-Mobile and AT&T haven't really seen them. Um, T-Mobile focuses more on the low band technology, which is not as high speed, but it covers more area. Yeah. So more people are going to have 5G access. And I mean, I guess they can grow it that way versus Verizon's more... We're going to give these really high speeds, but it's not going to be available everywhere. Uh, so that's going to be the big thing is, is, I mean, buying phones now, they're all kind of coming out with 5G. Some have, I know Samsung kind of has their 5G versions. Mm-hmm. I don't really see a sense why not to have 5G in a phone I anymore. Um, like- if that's changing your mind about what phone to buy right now, I don't know, because 5G is not at its top yet. Like, it's not fully out and unfortunately i think 
COVID, you know, delayed it as well with putting all these, all these towers up. But over the years, as they keep putting more towers up, it's just going to keep improving. And that's with any technology. Mm-hmm. But Verizon's kind of top of the line right now. We're seeing these increased speeds, uh, being able to download stuff crazy fast, upload stuff crazy fast, just over cellular. Um, and playback times on videos and various other things on the internet are increasingly fast. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't know, I guess more the the technical side would be like the reason why some phones have it and some phones don't is because the 5G network is on a different um, frequency. So they need a different radio in the phone to be compatible with the 5G network. Uh, and that's kind of why you do need, like, sometimes, I guess, the Samsung phones and, like, the Android phones coming out with the different versions that are, like, the 5G-compatible ones and the not. It's just a different radio in it. That's really the difference between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we talk about 5G, but we could also turn our attention. Is it is it too early to talk about 6G? I, I don't know that it is too early. Because when five G is just kind of coming out, next generation too, right? Five G is just kind of you know coming out, and we already are getting some talks about six G. Six G is basically gonna. We're talking about these amazing speeds. Six G is supposed to supposedly at this current rate and what we know about it is gonna blow five G out of the water, which is just kind of insane what we're talking about here it's going to make it look like absolutely nothing however 6g won't unfortunately i think at the current rate it's being estimated to be available between i think it's like not to like 2030 oh that we're going to start seeing commercially available but so it's we're still kind of crazy that it's even being talked about away. it's kind of crazy that's already being talked about even though it won't be available for a while, and 5G is just coming out, but they're already starting to talk about the next generation. Yeah. And, I mean, just briefly touching on it, um, there was one expert out of University of Sydney who claims 6G could deliver mind-boggling speeds of 8,000 gigabits per second. That is insane. You could download, That's like, a hundred movies in a matter of a couple seconds. That's Who knows? Just absolutely insane. Now, it's those a claim. Are, those are big claims. It's not just big a claim. Claims. It's, it's a big claim. But unfortunately, um, the technology, obviously, 3G in you know early 2000s. Um, we saw 4G. Lower to the uh, lower like 2010s, where you see you know 4G getting all introduced and now 5G in 2020. You know, it's kind of been 10 years for everything, yeah. so it makes sense. We've seen big upgrades from 3G to 4G, 4G to 5G, 6G is just going to take the whole next level, but we're still ways away from that. We have an entire decade to get through first of experiencing what this 5G has to offer, and you know, when, when the entire world comes out with it. Once it's, it's readily be, accessible, it'll be, it's gonna be crazy. should be 
very, very good compared to the 4G LTE yeah. that's currently out there. Yeah. But anyways, that has been episode three of the Tech Files, a podcast covering pretty much all things tech. Now, we talk about calling all things covering all things tech, but you know we need to also know what tech topics you also want to hear. So, follow us on Instagram at the Tech Files. We now have our also newly launched website, techfiles.jakedur.ca. You can find it in the description of all the YouTube videos mm-hmm. um, or as long with the uh, Tech Files Instagram page. Um, so you can check that out as well. Learn a little bit briefly about us. There's also contact forms that you can send us that way. But honestly, the easiest way, DM through Instagram at Tech Files. You can have a conversation. Um, we're going to slowly over a little bit more time Start posting more to the Tech Files Instagram. Get it out there. We now have three episodes that you can take a listen to. Um, and then obviously we can have more suggestions from people and some more talks. So. Yeah, we just hope to keep growing, keep releasing these episodes. Hope hope you guys enjoy them. Uh, again, any suggestions, just DM us on Instagram or uh, through the, the website. But yeah, we will take into consideration any suggestions that we get. Yeah, I firmly, firmly believe in constructive criticism. So, mm-hmm. If there's only one way I'm going to get better, tell me what I'm doing wrong. That's, that's what I think. So anyways, it's been fun. Has been fun. We'll do it again. We'll see you all in the next episode. Goodbye.